Hi, everybody. So this is a bonus episode where theologian Dr. Mariah Jersak is talking about deconstruction. I had mentioned a part of this interview at our last Convergent Conversation on deconstruction, and so I wanted to bring this to you. This comes from my podcast, Theomagination, where I interviewed Brad about a number of things, but here I wanted to post this because I think he has so much wisdom on the topic of deconstruction. So anyway, here is Brad Jersak on deconstruction. So one of the shifts that's happened for me um, in how your work has impacted me, now that I've come to the university campus here in Western Canada, I feel like I'm actually witnessing the victims of that dangerous belief. And uh, you had written that if we hand our sons and daughters of faith exposed as misogynistic, racist, unconcerned about creation and the poor, they aren't wrong to leave it. Mm -hmm. And I agree, but I'm also simultaneously heartbroken I tire a little bit of the talk of deconstruction just as a popular kind of saying, but coming here, I've seen the necessity of something like that, at least where the vision of God that people had, the imagination of God that people had was so brutal that they need to start back close to the beginning, at least. And you talk, you delve into this and I just loved your work, your chapter on deconstruction uh, I thought it was so beautiful. What does deconstruction mean? What does it actually mean? How have we used it? And what's an alternative picture that you're painting? Okay, so I'll start with how it's come to be popular in the sense of a dismantling or a tearing down yeah. of something. And I like to ask people in deconstruction, first of all, are you doing this or has this happened to you? Tell me your story, mm. you know? Mm. So some of them, it's a deconstruction of their faith and they didn't mean to, they just started losing their faith. So it's like they're undergoing a deconstruction. Others, it's more active. It's like, we need to burn down the patriarchy and empty the peace. Right. Okay, yep. so that's that's an action then, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, and then the second thing is like, okay, but let's let's be careful. What are you deconstructing? Are you deconstructing Christianity? or a religious system, or a faith community, hmm. or a, a bad, a, a toxic image of God. It's like, okay, fair. But um, like, did you actually deconstruct that church that you left? Or is it still there? It's like, so, or, oh, okay. So the deconstruction is something inside you maybe. Um, right. Now, is it your faith? Is it your heart? Is it your relationship with Jesus? Like, did you not meet, have you left the church, but... Are you still following Jesus or did you ever meet him there in the first place? Mm. You know, so, um, so that's kind of troubling to me. If someone grew up in a church and Jesus is just a belief system that was imposed on them rather than a person right. that they encountered. Well, that's on mm. the church then. But also um, I'd want to say like, sure, walk away from that. Like don't walk away from Jesus if you, or maybe I could help you meet him for the first time. Mm. Uh, so that's a bit about how, how it's being used these days. Um, yeah. And actually the, the word was, seems to have been coined by French philosopher Jacques Derrida. And that's not what he meant. Right. Um, what he meant. And I think what I do in my chapter is I, I deconstruct deconstructionism. And by deconstructing it, I don't mean I'm dismantling it. I'm saying, let's be mindful of the hidden ways in which the words we use and the metaphors we use are working uh, beyond what we 
recognized perhaps. And so I'm call- it's really a call for greater mindfulness. And uh, my friend Sean Davidson wrote a really good definition of in, in the book. It takes him about a page to explain it, but I'm like, oh, okay. So, so in deconstructing deconstruction, what I'm saying is, is that the best metaphor? Is it the only metaphor? Why does that word have the monopoly on our faith transitions? Uh, if someone wants to choose that word because it resonates with them, I get yeah. that. But I'm like, did you choose that word or has it been just another thing you're indoctrinated with now? And and so what I try to do is I give a whole a whole series of alternative metaphors um, from art reconstruction to detox and rehab to washing a wedding dress out of the spots and wrinkles. And um, most of my met- most of the metaphors I use, I would say, are more careful than the term deconstruction as it's come to be me. Right. Less hopefully less violent. Um, if it's your heart or your faith or the gospel that needs to be uh, restored rather than a religious structure or a bad belief system or a toxic image of God that needs to actually to be burnt up. That's amazing. In fact, it was interesting because after I read, I read that and I thought, oh my goodness, this is so helpful for the work that I'm doing with students. And then I was reading on uh, Irenaeus confronting the Valentinians and basically saying, uh, you've taken the face of Christ and rearranged it and made him into a dog or a fox. Wow, yeah. And I thought, yes, this is this is what's happening. I'm meeting with students and they're coming in and they're talking about God, but the God that they're talking about looks nothing like Jesus. Yep. But there is a restoration of putting the pieces back together to see the beauty. In fact, Irenaeus um, refers to it as, you know, as recognizing the jewel, <laughs> which I love. And anyway, it was so helpful to hear you talk of that in those different metaphors, which I think are just so much better. By the way, my my Orthodox baptism name is Irenaeus. So maybe he wow. was helping me that day. I mean... He says it so much better than I could. I, I would encourage actually people just to Google Irenaeus plus fox plus dog and see what he says there because they will see exactly what they're encountering today. It's unbelievably relevant. 